This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver. Meteorologist Kathy Sabin is one of the most beloved television personalities in Denver history. For 30 years, she has delighted and entertained nine news viewers with her unique take on the weather. But then last year, she posted a selfie that got a different kind of response altogether. Kathy had skin cancer, and she didn't look the same. One fan wrote, well, I guess we'll call that a career. So today, I'm talking to Kathy about what happened and why that jerk was so wrong. Today is Monday, March 13th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Kathy Sabin, welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Humbled and honored to be here. Like I mentioned before, I'm just happy you know who I am because no one watches TV anymore. Oh, They're all please. listening to podcasts. Wait. So, <laughs> well, thank we, you. we know you. And thank you. You're a meteorologist. Your face is on TV. People know you by how you look. How can you take me back to this moment when you got your skin cancer diagnosis? Oh, my gosh. I'm literally the face of skin cancer in Colorado right now. And I never thought it would happen to me. Um, completely unexpected. And I think just as a woman to have your face cut up and have your you look like Brad Frankenstein is a hard one. But then if your career's in television and you're not 30 anymore, yeah. you know, it's um, I'm just this turned into such a thing. And I'm just so humbled and honored to have the platform to talk about it because skin cancer is an epidemic in Colorado and people are not being careful. We all love to outdoor adventure, ride horses, ski, run, camp, hike. You've got to wear your sunscreen and your hat. And even like me, if you do everything, I thought I was doing it right. Right. Um, sometimes it's not enough. So how did that feel knowing you're, I'm assuming you're at the doctor's office mm-hmm. and you get this diagnosis. You're Again, you're somebody who people know you by your face. What, what would what happened? How did that feel? Well, I get my yearly skin checks anyway, just because sure. I'm safe about that, because I love the beach. I love to go horseback riding. I love the sun. Who doesn't love the sun and Colorado weather? I want to be out in all kinds of weather. Um, got the yearly skin check. No problem at all. But I noticed in the past year I was having like a little bit of hair thinning and hair loss. So I went back to the dermatologist and I was like, what is happening with my scalp? And she said, oh, women in their 50s who've had COVID, which I had had, oh. can sometimes experience a little bit of hair loss. It's temporary. You're good. Hand on the door heading out. And I said, you know, speaking of being in your 50s, age spots, like they're killing me. And I've never really done anything extra crazy to, 
you know, a lot of extra work on my skin. I just try to keep it real on TV. And I'm like, this age spot on my nose is really bothering me. And she goes, come over here. And, and she looked at it and she goes, it's not the age spot. It's what's on the rim of the age spot. I think you have a basal cell carcinoma. And I said, a but, a but, a what, a who? A what? And she said, I think you have a skin cancer there. And she goes, go get a punch biopsy and do it with a plastic surgeon because I'm not touching you. You're on TV. You know, yeah. God bless you. Be God careful. Speed. I'm not doing it. So I went and... I squeezed it in between um, eighth grade graduation activities. The youngest of my three was graduating eighth grade. Took the kids to the thing, went and got the punch biopsy, got a couple stitches, whatever. You know, went back five days later. um, The um, doctor called and said, yes, you have skin cancer and it will require not one but two surgeries. And one of those will be under anesthesia. And I just started crying. I'm like, what? And, and he goes, you don't have melanoma, which is great, because if that is not diagnosed early, there's a 16 to 18% survival rate. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's really Bob scary. Bob Marley died of melanoma. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. There's a lot of people I'm finding out just in the local community who know people. Sure. I had a basal cell, so they said, it's slow growing. It's not going to kill you, but we need to take care of it. And it's in a bad spot on the side of your nose. And I said, well... If it's slow growing and it's not going to kill me, why do you want to cut up my face? Like, hi, you know. That's a big thing to ask of anybody, but especially someone like you who who your face is on TV. Right. That's what I said. And and he goes, if we don't take care of this, it will become something that will become something we can't repair and something that will alter your life and your career and eventually will kill you. And so... That was something to wrap your head around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you take time to think? I mean, I assume it's like time is of the essence always with these kinds of things. But did you think about it for a while? What What did you, how did you feel? Well, it's interesting because people have reached out and connected with me and shared their stories as well with me, which has just been like this the most amazing. It makes me cry every day. Everywhere I go, somebody comes up to me and they know someone or they've had an experience with this. And But people also say to me, oh, you're on TV. You probably didn't have to wait months like I did to get into the surgery. And I say, you know what? I might be on TV, but I'm not special. I'm not any different than you or better than you. I was diagnosed in May and they wanted to take care of it right away. I didn't have my surgery until July 8th. Oh, wow. So I'm not special or different. I didn't get special privileges. I'm fortunate that we live in a day and an age where they can take care of things like this. And I had amazing doctors, an amazing dermatologist, an amazing plastic surgeon. But like everybody else, the playing field with skin cancer is pretty even. Yeah, sure, (laughs) sure. So you're going into surgery. What's going through your mind? They're going to do surgery on your face, Kathy. Well, ignorance is bliss, you know, (laughs) and I'm, I'm kind of a happy, positive person. And I always sort of feel like, I don't know, I try to to do good things. I try to put good karma out there, always wishing and hoping and thinking that maybe that vibe or that karma will come back to me. And and I believe in God and I just kind of left it up to the universe. And um, I have been very resilient throughout my life. And I just thought this is just one more thing that I need to handle and I will and I'll move on. Ignorance is bliss. I had no idea what I was in for. 
What happens when you have a skin cancer and it's on your face, they'll send you to a Mohs surgeon, M-O-H-S. They're specialized dermatologists that know how to do specific skin cancer surgeries, unlike your face and neck. They're amazing. I went to Dr. Sarah Bassick in Castle Rock. Normally what they do is they cut out what they, well, you're awake, they numb your nose, they, and that does not feel good, by the way. They numb my nose and then they cut out while you're laying there what they think is the skin cancer and they go and they put it under a microscope and you lay there for an hour and you wait and if all of the borders and margins are clear if it's not a big deal they'll sew you up and they do very well with scar revision there um, and you don't have to go to a plastic surgeon so when I went in skin cancer I've learned is like the roots of a tree or an iceberg. What you see on top does not belie what is underneath, which is sometimes deep and extensive. So long story short, I was supposed to be there for an hour and then go over to the plastic surgeon because it was on the side of my nose and I was missing a part of my nose. Yeah. He knew I was going to need plastic surgery. She couldn't handle it. Um, I was at the Mo surgeon for four hours. Oof. They took two. It took two or three cuts to get the nose they thought there was a second one on the top of my nose biopsy that all clear she found a second skin cancer a squamous cell between my eyes wow. so i had a second Mohs surgery so i got to my plastic surgeons four hours late he had a plan for me and now he had no plan for me i had literally three holes in my face i didn't see it i they wouldn't let me look so i didn't know yeah. you know and He's amazing, Dr. Archibald, who's at Castle Rock Surgery at Castle Rock Adventist. Um, he was on the phone talking to some of his buddies, you know, around. Sure. Plastic, and like, what do we what do? We what do? do we do? And I was minutes from being the worst case scenario, which I won't get into it. But if you want to Google it, the forehead flap, oh, which would have been three months out of work and multiple surgeries. But this this guy is amazing. So he took part of my ear cartilage and rebuilt my nose here. Holy cow. So that I could breathe. And then was able to just pull skin from different areas. Um, anyway, it, I am blessed. I am grateful. That's I was incredible. out of work for six weeks. I, I go every three months and get my skin checked and um, blessed and grateful. But just putting a little bit out on social media because I've been here for 30 years yeah. and people have watched me start on weekend weather, go to morning weather. I've been on the Today Show. I became like one of the first few women meteorologists in the Western U.S. People have followed me. Marriage, divorce, babies. They're yeah, there. they want to know what's going on right? in, in Kathy Sabin's life. They're right. so loyal. And so I put a picture out. And out did you see it? Well, this is what I wanted to ask you about because mm -hmm. you've mentioned this. You're a woman in your 50s. I'm a woman in my 40s. I have to say, putting pictures of ourselves on the internet, period, Yep, opens us up to criticism. Yes. Just being a woman on the internet. I want to know why you chose to put your face out there when you were going through something that was really traumatic and, and visceral. That's such a great question. And it's usually the 25 to 30 year olds that ask me this question because they're most of them, especially the ones I work with in TV are like, hey, we work in TV. We're kind of vain. What a, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality no, of the but business, right? What are you right? doing? Yeah. And you know what? You know what is a great message that I've been sort of sharing with all of the younger yeah. ladies that um, 
are kind of coming up through the ranks, people crave real and authentic. Mm. We're not getting that anywhere. Yeah. And they think that people on TV are shells, and some of them are. Sure. But they don't think that we're real people with real problems or any type of adversity. So I didn't put that picture out of myself to get attention for myself, yeah. I promise you. I put it out to the 40,000 people that follow me on Twitter or the 30,000 on Facebook or the 15 on Instagram. And I say, hey, I wasn't in a car accident. My husband didn't beat me. This is what happened. This is what happened to me. And skin cancer in Colorado it's, is for real. Yeah, yeah. Get your skin checked. And I mean, it came back fourfold. I cry Every day, the stories that people share with me, um, the things they're going through, especially women, yeah. when it's your face, there are women who are isolated in their homes. They got depressed. They lost their jobs. They lost their marriages. Yes. And I just wanted, if I could show one woman, yeah. you can have your life back. You will slowly regain what looks and feels like you again. Yeah. And this isn't even you. This in here is you and what you bring to the table. But if I could go out there and be on TV with still a fairly jagged scar that's still healing. Yeah. And say, you can do this too and give somebody hope and inspire them. I just am so there for it. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But how did you prepare yourself for the people that weren't going to be those nice people, right? I mean, it's awesome that you got feedback from folks saying, thank you, you're showing me, you're showing my story. But I know from being a woman on the internet, someone will say, well, you're ugly, you're out. Oh yeah, there were several and most of them were males, by the way, um, would say, well, yep, guess we'll call that a career. It was a good run. And you know what that kind of stuff does? Well, A, I delete and then I block them. But because I kind of have a zero tolerance policy, if you're going to, if I'm going to share my life with you and give you a glimpse into my personal side on social media. Be nice to me. No, you don't have to be nice to me. Just be kind and constructive with your criticism and make it a safe space to have a conversation. But if you get really weird or sexual or mean or creepy or whatever, you're out. You're gone. I feel you. And so some of the people made me laugh, but the mean ones I just deleted and blocked. And some of them I responded to. And it lit a little fire under me, to be quite honest to you, to say, you know what? We're not going to call it a career just yet. Yeah. You know, I'm going to decide when that happens. And and this isn't it for me, you know. Well, I'm glad that you did that because <laughs> I know from personal experience, when you share what you're going through, it makes people feel less alone in the world. Yes. You and know? that has been my experience. And it's still happening. It's not. My husband used to ask me, did somebody, you know, come up to you today and talk to you about your story? Yeah. And now it's how many people, you know? Yeah. And 
skin cancer in Colorado, I had no idea. The numbers are through the roof. Every thousand feet in elevation, the numbers are higher. You've you've got to get the, you've got to get checked. So that's what I want to ask you too. Is like I'm I grew up here. I wear sunscreen every day, but we never talk about this other part of it, which is you can wear sunscreen every day and still get skin cancer. Did this change your behavior or change anything about your lifestyle once you were diagnosed? Um, I have a healthy respect for the sun, you know, and maybe just a little bit more fear than I had before. But no. <laughs> Yeah, I love the beach. I love horseback riding. I love skiing, hiking, whatever. I'm just, I, I did the research and the dermatologist will tell you here, 50 SPF is fine, but you need zinc in it. Zinc oh. and 50 SPF, anything above that isn't always, um, it's not as effective and some of it's just a marketing ploy. Sure, sure. Hat wear your hat and there's so many cute hats and hats are trendy right now and you can make that into a whole thing sure um but no i i you i didn't change my life i'm just smarter about like the products that i use and i wear a hat all the time yeah if i'm out grooming my horse raking manure if i'm walking the dog if i'm out at a baseball game with my son you will always find me in a hat some kind of hat so mm -hmm. that's that I guess what else would be your recommendations for folks that are concerned? Because, you know, like we we don't know. It's one of those things where, like you said, you go in for an age spot. I, yeah. Now I'm thinking right? about it. I'm like, oh, gosh, I better I get know. this checked. But what else can what do you recommend to folks when they say, how can I protect myself? Um, I, again, Just the, the sunscreen, hat. the hat, that's the most important thing. But I would make skin checks part of your yearly doctor routine. It's just preventative care like everything else that we do. And you can have your regular doctor look you over, but a dermatologist is going to see what you cannot see. Yeah. They're amazing. They have special glasses and magnifiers and screens and things. And, you know, people have also said to me, I can't afford it. Yeah. What do I do? I've talked to my dermatologists at Advanced Dermatology. They will work with you. They will come up with a program. They will come up with a plan. They want to see you yeah. and they don't want you to get skin cancer. Kathy, before you go, <laughs> I have to ask you a weather related question oh, because you do. are an expert. Um, weather something you know people love to talk about here in Colorado. And it's that time of year when the seasons can be kind of confusing. <laughs> And there's this meme going around that I want to ask you about and see if there's any truth to it. It's called the 12 Seasons of Colorado. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. Winter, full spring, second winter, spring of deception. Yeah. How do you how do you take this in? What do you think? Oh, I love it. I think Coloradans have such a great sense of humor when it comes to the weather. And also with those of us that attempt to predict the future, which no one can actually do. Yeah. Even with two Bachelor of Science degrees and all the certifications and seals like I have, uh, Mother Nature does what she wants, and I have a healthy respect for her. As a weather person, there is no better place to try, try to forecast the weather. Because here, at any time of the year, as the 12 fall seasons will show you, the weather can kill you any time of the year. And we call it forecasting fun when we're trying to kind of figure out which direction a storm is coming in and which part of our state it's going to impact. I get... Uh, a kick out of 
just the different funny things that people say because we're all frustrated. We're all coming out of the longest, coldest, darkest, gloomiest, snowiest, coldest winter, right? Than any of us remember. And we're like, we're ready for some spring weather and some sunshine and just some of the sarcastic comments and things that people <laughs> share with me. You know, I shoveled six inches of partly sunny out of my driveway today or, you know, the different things they say. They make me laugh because I understand their frustration. And it's forecasting here is not, uh, it's not an easy thing. We take it serious. The information we're giving you is good. You want to go camping, hiking, drive grandma and grandpa over Vail Pass in the RV, you know, <laughs> leave your puppy in the yard all day or let your kids walk to school in shorts. I'm thinking about these things when I'm giving you the information and we take it seriously. But uh, yeah. It's mother nature, right? It is. And I think that particular meme of like the 12 seasons of Colorado, <laughs> the fall seasons essentially is so true because as we know, fire now is yes. not just a season. Yeah. It's all year round. Yes. And as and you know, we've had record cold, we have snow. And it's interesting because spring is on the 20th, the vernal equinox is the 20th, March 20th. And that's typically when you think, oh, higher angle of the sun, the snow is melting, we're done. March is our snowiest month right. on average. How wacky is that? <laughs> With 11.5 <laughs> inches of snow typically. Yeah. And we usually will get it. And then April is number two, ranked number two with like nine inches of oh, snow. Oh, I didn't know that. These are both spring months. Yes. What the heck, right? <laughs> and you'll have 80 degrees in December. And, you it's, know. You just, you're used to it, right? Well, I, yeah, I mean, my, I, you know, I was talking to 400 Douglas County High School girls on Friday at this Women in Science event and kind of an, a Women Empowering Women event. And I told all the girls, I said, you know, if you are interested in math and science, this is such an interesting career. Uh, and you have to like people because everywhere you go, people, people want to talk to you. They want to talk to and you. You got to like weather and want to talk about it all day. But it's such an interesting career because no day is ever the same and no day is ever boring. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Kathy Saban, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Can I come back? I feel like we have so much more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love for you to come back. This thank was really you. nice. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. Bus rapid transit. There's good news about the long-awaited BRT line on East Colfax. The Biden administration has proposed $118 million to help pay for the build-out. That could be the last piece of the puzzle for this project if it gets passed. Hopefully, this means Colfax will get this awesome transit option in 2027 when it's scheduled to open. And finally, it's starting to feel a lot like Casa Bonita. We're still two months away from the planned May opening, and people are freaking out. Westward reported that a Facebook event to wait in line ahead of the official opening has gotten 11,000 RSVPs already. There isn't even a specific date set yet, but people are hungry to see what the South Park guys have done with the place. And honestly, duh, I'm one of them. I'll drop a link in the show notes if you are too, and I hope to see you in line. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell the sunscreen skeptic in your life about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later.
taking all I have to not tell my Casa Bonita surprise information. I can't believe I have to wait four days. But <sighs> I know. 